The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to episode 263. And we've got uh, birds chirping in the background. I mean, it's a beautiful day. It is. It's uh, the last few days of spring here in New Zealand. There's birds chirping, sun is shining. That sounds wonderful. Um, We are going to, right off the top, I want to let everybody know we're going to release a video on our YouTube channel. Uh, Very soon, we're going to cover a topic that uh, is not in the message center yet, but was announced and is available in Tenets Now. We're going to talk about uh, gaming within Microsoft Teams, and we're going to do a little demonstration. So we'll um, hopefully get that video out very soon. Just just as a hint, a couple of nice pictures, but yeah, Daniel's got a good story too to share. So we'll save all that. Yes, Yes, we will. So while you're here, you might as well go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you are uh, watching this show so that you can get that notification of when that video goes up. If you're on the audio podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Jump on over to our YouTube channel to watch that video at youtube.com slash 365MCS. That is the URL. And uh, go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a share on this episode as well as connect with us in the socials. We are 365MCS on all of the socials that matter. One thing we want to mention is that this week is the Thanksgiving holiday week in um, in the U.S. So on Thursday is the official Thanksgiving holiday. Um, so happy Thanksgiving to all those that are celebrating. Let's uh, jump right in and talk about Switching topics to the Microsoft 365 landscape. The the first one up is OneDrive slash SharePoint share control simplifying link settings. Um, This is MC467240. This, I think, is something that I feel like we've been promised for a while. I think it's something that we have been looking for for a while, which is cleaning up and uh, making it easier to understand the sharing experience. Now, is this perfect? I don't know. We'll let you be the judge. Uh, but I feel like um, the the sharing uh, m- mechanics um, have gotten better. But then that, that screen that where it, you have to select all the options of what you want to do and that link you want to give has seemed a little too complicated still. So this is simplifying that, uh, trying to at least, and giving more simplified kind of language around what are you doing? What What is the sharing settings you're, you're going to be giving when you're sharing a link? So um, uh, kind of trying to make it a little more simpler with some images, you know, some icons next to the different options of anyone or people in your organization, people you choose, etc., and showing it there. Um, so this will be rolling out in your organization, and some people will see it before others. Um, and, but just know that this capability, I, you know, it's not like they're adding additional capability here. It's just trying to make it be more self-explanatory um, mm. in the sharing experience, I think. Um, 
the wording may have changed a little bit. Um, just trying to give some clarity around what's happening, but the functionality uh, is staying the same behind the scenes. Uh, what do you think, Daryl? I think that Microsoft's trying to solve a problem here where people still don't really read what they're choosing for links. And there's kind of layers to this challenge. Firstly, an org needs to choose what they deem is appropriate for their default. So if you're still on the default default, which is share with anyone, you probably would get a low security score. Yeah. Um, because really human behavior, people behavior is like, um, is there an option there that I can just not think about, go with the default, and is it going to achieve what I want it to? Yes, it will share it with people. Um, a lot of orgs are choosing either people in your organization or people with existing access. Mm -hmm. um, I think, Daniel, in this one, like the, the change in the, the way that uh, things are worded is it's it's a bit more specific. It is people in your organization name, whatever that is. Uh, nice to see people with existing access and at a glance, who is this already shared with right now? Mm -hmm. um, which won't really account for I've shared it with a whole team or <laughs> right. a, a distribution group. Um, but I think um, yeah, for SharePoint and OneDrive, this is good. Um, we see coming a few additional options when you're working in teams for example where it will say people currently in the chat or people mm -hmm. currently in this meeting or, or things like that i think those are those are pretty good too um mm -hmm. but yeah i i'm glad that this message calls out that if this is a change that you want to prepare for it's not going to be seen by everyone at the same time and we don't often mm -hmm. see that in messages preparing us for that kind of change yeah totally agree so this is rolling out targeted release early november which was a couple of weeks ago ish uh, now <laughs> um and ex expected to be completed by early uh i'm sorry mid-november which is past ish um maybe now ish um <laughs> and then standard release rolling out mid-november and uh completed by early December. I will say I'm on targeted release on my demo tenant and it's not there yet. Uh, I thought that was very interesting that, you know, we're kind of past the mid November, but maybe it just hasn't gotten to me yet. But um, so be looking for that on um, those timeframes. And uh, I, you know, we talk about, or I, I will say, I talk about a lot that you shouldn't really be documenting. I don't think documenting steps on how to do something with screenshots as much uh, just because of this reason things change so often but if you do do that you have documented here's screenshots of click here do this do that and what Daryl was talking about the you know what organizations what you suggest people to do whether that's people in the org or people with existing access is the default then mm. you're going to need to update those screenshots people you, you choose good point phil mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed yep. So um, moving on to our next yes. item and uh, more layout options uh, for Yammer. Yeah, uh, what Daniel said. <laughs> well, do you use do you use a Yammer web part on your uh, SharePoint pages occasionally? Indeed, yes. Yeah. Well, that's what's that's what's changing. 
uh, again, um, but for the better, more layout options and Yammer card content for the feed web part for for Viva Connections. Hang on, no, I read that wrong. Okay. It's not the Yammer web part. It's the feed web part. Okay. Mm-hmm. MC467626. Now, here we go. Right. I assumed, and we all know what that spells out or abbreviates or whatever. Um, today, you can put a Yammer web part onto a SharePoint page, and you've got a couple of choices about how you display it. Cards, focusing on groups, focusing on communities. Um, but, yeah, this is it's more specific to Viva Connections, which I find interesting because up until now, if your organization is using Viva connections and you put the feed web part on a page your home page or wherever else you don't get options to configure it it's just there which is fine i mean it it uses algorithms in the background and your membership and who you're connected to and what you're interested in etc etc and it presents content that's relevant to you allows your org to boost the content that they want people to see internal comms and important messages but we haven't had anything to configure uh, in a Viva Connections web part to date. So this is uh, an update to that, that web part that we can change the, the, the way that Yammer content is um, displayed. So uh, we'll have a closer look at the message because um, it does have a graphic. But before we look into that, let's just call out what these things are. Um, there will be new cards. Now, what is a card in... Uh, the Viva Connections feed. It is the thing that presents a story, a Yammer conversation. Uh, when I say story, I mean a SharePoint news um, thing. Uh, and the last content type, which you know, isn't really used a lot because it needs a bit of work, but if you're storing videos on an organizational um, news source or site, um, you can also display stream videos little thumbnail, little play button, but this basically takes you off to the video. Those are cards. What we'll see, and I'll just bring this up, see hopefully if it, yeah, let's, uh, actually we'll go full screen on this, Daniel. We'll go full screen on this uh, podcast, people. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in this graphic, uh, maybe, maybe that's not helpful because we're covering it. Uh, we'll try this other option here. Yeah, uh, we've got Relicloud, the favorite uh, organization that Microsoft likes to use for of demonstrating course. Viva. Yes, um, we have uh, here a web part, we have the dashboard, but down the vertical uh, section that you might use on a website uh, is where you find the Viva connections in this demo. And we see three different cards. We see a typical Yammer conversation coming from a group. Uh, we have another conversation and another conversation. All right, well, there you go. This this screenshot is perfectly good, good at illustrating exactly what the message is saying. <laughs> um, so we'll go back to the message, Daniel, because that's more useful. Uh, but those are cards. Maybe that's what they wanted us to say. Those are cards, mm -hmm. everyone, just to remind you. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, you can help me out, Daniel. I've talked long enough. 
what what three types of cards uh, are going to appear for Yammer? Yeah, that and that that's kind of the important bit here is what we're talking about on what what is the the, the type of content that we're going to get out of mm-hmm. Yammer. And the the new cards are storylines, so that is the feed, right, of stories. So your storyline is all of your stories. Um, but yeah, what the, you write in your profile page. Correct. Yes. So that's your stories that uh, user generated uh, praise, which is, you know, that functionality we've been using for a while in Yammer to give praise to our colleagues, um, whether they're doing a good job or bad. Uh, not just kidding. Of course, they're doing a good job. That's why we're giving <laughs> you them praise. praise them for a bad job. <laughs> okay. Well, good job. Good try. Good try. No, uh, praise. And then the third being question and answers. So that, you know, those posts for asking questions and getting answers uh, for those questions. So that's that's what this is um, highlighting of those different types, those cards that will be showing up in that feed. Um, and and it's an mean, optional Daniel? setting, right? Yeah, it is. It's an yeah. optional setting. Yep. Today, uh, as I said, you've got news stories from whatever SharePoint site you have access to and official mm-hmm. organizational news, a Yammer post from all company or communities you belong to and the other stream yeah. thing. Does mean we're going to see a lot more Yammer content in the feed? I think well, so. I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, that Yammer content is there. You know, this update is having that vertical option so that, you know, you can really put it, instead of just having it in the horizontal you can have Mm. that vertical um yeah and you know i think that is nice because it when you change that setting and and you're having that vertical layout um you know you get to to choose the number of items to display because you're going to be on the vertical part of the page you know it can you can select uh is you know in the in the the one i'm looking at now i can select up to 30 items in my feed right. if I do it in vertical. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's going to be nice, especially <clears throat> now be careful, obviously, because <laughs> if you put 30 there, that means anything below, it's going to be pushed all the way down. Um, so that's, that's for the Yammer web part though. You can change how many items, um, but this is Viva on the feed for the feed for Viva connections. Yeah. Yeah. It gives us that. Oh, have that you got this right now? Versus Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, do, so that's but... something they don't mention in the message. Because you, you haven't been able to configure how many cards you can display. So right. now you can do that because you can put in the vertical. In the vertical. Cool. It's only available if you have it vertical. It's only available, right. that that option is only available if you select vertical. There you yeah. See, we have value on this show. We give you excellent <laughs> insights from, from depth of experience that we've only just got in the last five minutes or so. <laughs> Speaking for myself, sorry, Daniel, not you. I mean, you clearly, clearly, yeah. clearly, clearly. Anyway, so when is this happening? When is this landing? We've talked about it enough. Uh, it's beginning to roll out in mid-November, so it is nowish and will become available to all customers by late November, which is um, next week. Mm. You, mm-hmm. You've got Indeed. it basically. If you haven't got it, you've got it soon. Mm, that's too long to put on a t-shirt. But Daniel, tell us about the next <laughs> item, which <laughs> I think is going to be interesting in, in um, how we find and reference things. 
find and reference things. Yes, that, that is the title of this message. Editor using context IQ. Now, some people who are who watch or listen regularly will go, wait a minute, didn't you already talk about context IQ things? Yes, we did. Daryl covered this in email, but this is editor using context IQ inline search within documents, documents, that's right, in Word for the web MC467908. Um, so those things that we talked about on this, on the previous message that was talking about Outlook on the web, where you can at mention, you know, now you can at mention and put somebody, right, uh, on in an email. Well, that, we were talking about that update uh, was adding documents as well as people. This is, so mm -hmm. within a document now, we're going to be in Word, online is what some people used to refer word in the browser we're going to be able to at mention and put people or documents so we can add a link to another document and that's what that in this message there is a gif that is kind of playing through this i love when they do this honestly because it shows exactly how it's going to function versus a screenshot so you're going to be able to mm. at mention and then it'll show people or files and you can select the file and it puts a link in there. So if you're, you know, you're putting together a procedure, right, uh, in a document and you're saying, okay, link to this, link to this, link to this, so that you can get the supporting documentation, for instance, um, that's going to be right there in for you on, on web in the browser. I'm sorry, Word in the browser. Uh, so they'll be rolling out targeted release mid-November, so now-ish, uh, and then standard release in January. Super helpful. What do you think, Darryl? Are you going to be mentioning, do you create documents that are referencing other documents? I do. And uh, because it kind of is going to stretch across email and, and how we work in loops as well, uh, it could actually end up being quite a useful way to reference and pull together a list of documents that you're working on uh, you know we've got to wait till this comes out and see how it performs but the suggestion is at symbol what have you been working on recently and you could pick that or you need to remember the name of the document that you might want to narrow down to in that that uh, mentioning in search uh, yeah and when we were talking so about this for outlook it was when you started typing you know, it, it, mm. it filtered that those results. I'm hoping that's exactly the way this will be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not definitely going to be going to be useful. Yeah. But you know what, Daryl, um, to get into word online or mm. word on the web in the browser, you need to sign in and authenticate yourself. So let's talk yep. a little bit about that. Some changes yep. there with and the that, indicator. That mean that, you know, it's all about authenticity. Uh, um, because you know, there's more to it than that. I don't know where I'm going with that, um, but we'll just get back on track. It's uh, it's all about uh, multi-factor authentication and uh, improving that. Um, yeah, authenticator number matching to be enabled for all authenticator users. Uh, MC468492, number matching. Uh, I came across this First of all, when I turned on, what is it called, passwordless sign-in for Microsoft accounts. Um, so instead of actually me putting a password in now, the web page will say, choose this number. 
and then over on Microsoft Authenticator on my mobile, I'll choose from I'll choose that number in the list, and that's my key. I'm in. It's sort of that, but not only that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's meant to. Um, so you'll sign in still with your password. You'll um, get your prompt, but the prompt will use a number matching. Um, and here's an example of it here on screen. So uh, for those in the podcast, I'll describe it too. Um, it is Authenticator. So um, Jason M is signing in. Uh, he is prompted to say, is this you? And there's also a number there to choose. And so we don't see Jason's screen. I don't think we do. No, we don't. But but um, when Jason's signing into a web browser, for example, uh, it will also have a number that he has to pick. Um, and that will confirm that you are who you are. So, yeah, it's kind of like... How many layers there, Daniel? Password. I have mm -hmm. the device with me, which which can give me the code. Um, I have to pick the number, and I have to, in a sense, is that the same thing? It's it, picking the number is also saying yes, authenticate me. So it's it's one deeper than just clicking yes. Um, yeah, yes, I one deeper because you have to. So as a person who's logging in, I got to know who I am. So I got to know mm. my username, right? Yep. Um, if it's passwordless, I don't need to know the password. So I need to know who I am and I need to have the device uh, and mm. I need to know match the number, you know, that's being prompted, right? So it, yep. it, I have to have the device and know that information um, mm. that's being presented. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. Uh, it's not it's not passwordless authentication, um, but you, Daniel. I remember you saying that, that, and I don't get this often at all. But sometimes, even just regular sign-ins with with multi-factor authentication, will sometimes mm -hmm. throw a number up anyway, just to say, you know, confirm that you are who you are and choose the right number, on top of a password. Yeah, I've seen and know that I have MFA turned on my personal account. So that's the Microsoft personal account as well as my Microsoft 365 accounts. And so there, there is differences between personal and the business, but then also different tenants. Um, sometimes it'll prompt for a number. Sometimes it'll um, prompt to just say confirm, you know, log in for, with Microsoft 365. So it just, um, it kind of depends of which which one you're authenticating, but uh, it's not the same. And I'm, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, from an end user perspective, I'm sure sometimes that might get, it would be frustrating to get different types of prompts um, across their, their accounts. But, um, but I, you know, I think the more, you know, if we're going to go passwordless, which I have my own opinions about this, but if you go passwordless, then, um, you know, having a little bit of complexity to it, rather than just saying yes, uh, I think is, is needed so that we can, those, you know, cause it's what happens if you're trying to log in at the same time as a hacker, right? Um, those bad hackers, but someone's trying to log in and you say yes, when you're trying to log in, but you say it too quickly, right? Because they were trying at the same time, then you've just mm. given permission to them. Well, if we're presenting numbers, then we can, you know, see and, and type in the number 
that or, or select the number that we're presented with. And if it's different, then we won't. Right. So that's that's the importance here. Yeah, that, that's that's certainly the, the goal is to slow that down. And, and so mm-hmm. you're not making yeah. that kind of mistake. As I look a little closer at the message, there's also so admins can now selectively choose to enable the following application context show users which application they're signing into. All right, so you really have to slow down and, and, and make sense of this. And that's where the change in behavior mm-hmm. is tricky to, to drive. If people just look, I'm just trying to sign in. You've already asked me three times because I've had to reset my password and I've had to sign into Office and sign into Outlook <laughs> and sign into Teams. And um, so leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. But this is, <clears throat> but this is nice showing where it yeah. was the location, um, the app. It's all about just making sure it, it is actually you that's doing yeah. this. Yeah. Well, you could. Yeah, they could have another option here, Daniel. Instead of just matching numbers, which location am I signing in from? Mm. Which might not change a lot. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that's a boring <laughs> option. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, this is uh, beginning 27th of February. Oh, and look, there is this is next year, of course. There are some number match behaviors in different scenarios after the 27th of February next year mm-hmm. that you'll want to um, understand as admins. And probably I should have spent a bit more time on this message to try and simplify it for our listeners, too. Um, well, that's, you know, for, for those admins out there, that's the important part is making sure, uh, you know, these updates are all October 2021 updates. So mm. if you don't have these on your servers, I'm going to kind of ask you why not. Um, but th- making sure that you have these, the configuration is it's laid out there, which is great. Uh, for you in the message of not just from a, a user perspective of the the app versioning, right? Making sure you have the latest app, but also the infrastructure. If you have the um, you are doing hybrid or having that password reset, you know, making sure that you have all the stuff enabled. Ooh, um, yeah. Daniel. So Ooh, I have an yes. Apple Watch. I find it quite convenient mm-hmm. to be able to respond to. Yeah. MFA prompts. If you are using yeah. number matching, Apple Watch will remain unsupported for number matching. We recommend you Which uninstall yeah. the Authenticator app from your Apple Watch because yeah. uh, you have to approve notifications on your phone. I mean, I can yeah, I... I can respond to the Microsoft account prompts from mm-hmm. my watch, but it won't be supported mm-hmm. for Microsoft 365. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of stinks because it, it's nice to be able to, if you have your phone in your pocket, right? And, yeah. oh, and I've got to get my phone out. Or if you have a watch on, you could just say approve. So yeah. that, that does stink. Um, and I think it's interesting. They're saying we recommend you uninstall it if you do enable <laughs> this because yeah. it's going to be confusing for users, you know, to to do, to be like, oh, oh, I can't. I've got to open up my phone. Yeah. Um, but then that would also affect your other types of accounts that you could approve on your watch. So yep. anyway, yep. Um, so yeah, there we go. Out in out. February and they're rolling giving us out. a lot of notice here, which is good. And a specific date. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Beginning the 7th of February. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that is the show in terms of messages and uh, 
dad jokes and puns. But uh, yeah, d hopefully this was useful to you. It was certainly useful to me. That's kind of one of the points that I do it to meet with Daniel and chat about what's been changing and try and understand it because he knows more than I do. And then oh, I true. rely on you people who watch the show to pass your comments and Phil to say, yep, it's all working. It's it's great over here. <laughs> verified. Um, yes, verified. But, uh, so thanks thanks for everyone for joining. And if you have found the show useful today, then do give it a like. Uh, keep an eye out for the additional content that we're going to create around mm -hmm. Microsoft casual gaming. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. See you next week.